I'm Susan Moran. And I'm Joel Edelstein. This is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. Today is Tuesday, March 13th, 2018. Coming up, Steven Pinker, a cognitive scientist and linguist at Harvard University, will talk about his wide-reaching new book. It's called Enlightenment Now, A Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress. There is, I think, something that is uh, to be praised about understanding how the world works rather than being stuck in, in superstition and ignorance. And, and I argue that this should be part of the aspirational statement of a university, that understanding what makes the world tick is inherently noble and worthy. In fact, this probing book can be yours if you pledge at least $88.5 to KGNU this morning. In a little while, we'll play clips from our recent interview with Steven Pinker. An 88.5, get it? 88.50, that book can be yours. But let's, uh, let's start with a little look at some of the science calendar headlines this week. Here's a creative date night for you. This Thursday night, March 15th, the Denver Museum of Nature and Science will host a science lounge. The theme, Luminous. A temporary exhibition will enlighten you. It features creatures of light, the world of bioluminescence, fluorescence, and iridescence. Play with the spectrum of light from the infrared to the ultraviolet and stir up a glowing chemistry connection. The Science Lounge will be from 6.30 to 9.30, and it's for adults 21 and older, so there's a cash bar. But you don't have to be 21 for this one. In fact, it's for young kids and their parents. Also at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, it'll host a sleepover on this Friday night. The theme, Spring into Science. So you can spend a memorable night experiencing the magic of the museum with your whole family. Check out the wonders of Colorado Spring with a ding <laughs> a dino egg hunt through the museum. There'll be plenty of hands-on experiments and other fun. And you get to sleep over among the animals in the museum's renowned diorama wildlife halls. Imagine the Tyrannosaurus-filled dreams you could have. The overnight program is for families with kindergartners through eighth graders. To register online, go to www.dmns.org or call 303-370-6000. If you think the world, starting with our country, is falling apart, that the ideal of progress is as quaint as riding to work on a horse and carriage, you're hardly alone. But you're wrong, according to author and cognitive scientist Steven Pinker. Most people are living longer, healthier, freer, and happier lives. And while our problems are formidable, the solutions, Pinker argues, lie in the enlightenment ideal of using reason and science. Provocative? Yes. Pollyanna-ish? No, says Pinker. But come here and think for yourself. Professor Pinker will come to Denver and Boulder later this week for two events. First, he'll be at the Tattered Cover Bookstore in Denver this Saturday, March 17th at 4 p.m. to discuss and sign his book, Enlightenment Now. That's Tattered Cover at 2526 Colfax Avenue in Denver. And then Dr. Pinker will dash over to Boulder for a similar event on Saturday night at 7 p.m. It'll be at Unity of Boulder Church at 2855 Folsom Street. Check with Boulder Bookstore about tickets. For more information, go to www.boulderbookstore.com. 
And in fact, there's another way that you can get a ticket to this event. Uh, KGNU is fortunate, and how on earth is fortunate, that the Boulder Stook Bookstore said, it's great that Steven Pinker is going to be on uh, How on Earth. And uh, we want to, uh, that we know that you've gotten six copies of uh, Steven Pinker's book, Enlightenment Now. We want to add to the pot a little bit. How about if we give you six tickets uh, to his appearance at Unity Church? So for your pledge of $88.5, you not only get a copy of the book, you also get a ticket to hear Steven Pinker this Saturday night. And listen to the sound of this book. That's a really (laughs) big, heavy book. It's almost 500 pages. It's a fascinating book, by the way. So by weight, that's a pretty darn good deal. There's also, it's just chock full, as you'll hear some snippets from the interview, which we'll also play in full next week. But it's a a really great deal. And by the way, these tickets are usually $5 at Boulder Bookstore. This is a big event. They've moved the venue to Unity Church of Boulder, and it's a $10 value ticket. So it's a really great deal. So do call in now, 303-449-4885. Or you could go online to kgnu.org and pledge securely. Uh, It doesn't matter which way you do it. What matters is that we hear from you this morning. Uh, We've been doing this show, not me personally, I have been listening to this show for decades. Susan Moran, uh, one of the founders of How on Earth. one of the founders. I think it actually goes back 20 years or so. I've been here maybe since 2007. But Joel Parker was one of the founders, Sam Fuqua. And also, we don't have us with us today, but other uh, core team members are Shelley Schlender, Beth Bennett, and Alessandro Soto, and Joel Parker. And uh, we want you on board as well. That's why we're asking you to show your support for How on Earth and for KGNU by pledging this morning. If you're already a solar member saying, well, I've been there, done that, don't need to do more. Well, maybe you don't need to, but KGNU really does need support. And if you could just do a little extra this morning to to say to Susan and the the HOE crew, yes, we're here. We appreciate what you're doing. We listen to the show, we value it, and put a little price tag on that of how much you value it, it would certainly go a long way to keep KGNU and How on Earth prospering. And who knows, you may even feel a little more enlightened. So I think uh, in case you need a little bit more of a teaser to push you over the edge and uh, to enlighten your morning, let's start with a, a clip from our interview. It's actually from the very start of the interview that Joel Edelstein and I had last week with Steven Pinker. So it's safe to say that much of your book seems to be an homage to and a defense of Enlightenment ideals, as you say, reason, science, humanism, and progress. So I'm curious, what makes these ideals so pressing right now in your mind, enough to prompt you to write this big book, expansive book? We're living in a time in which a lot of people know what they don't believe in. There are are plenty of uh, opponents uh, to uh, nationalism, (laughs) to um, uh, authoritarian populism, to religious fundamentalism. But if you ask people, okay, well, what what is it that you you, uh, uh, do believe in? A lot of people have trouble pointing to anything. Uh, Even though there is much to celebrate and in our... uh, intellectual tradition, and I identify 
that core as the values of the Enlightenment, the idea that we can use reason and sympathy to enhance human flourishing. And I wrote it not just because we need something to uh, point to for those of us who, who are not nationalists or, or, or reactionaries mm-hmm. uh, or communists, but also um, I, I argue that the Enlightenment has actually um, proven itself to have worked. We now have a lot of data on human well-being, what's happened in the last 200 years. And in measure after measure, humanity has become better off. So the Enlightenment ideal of improving the human condition was not just a utopian aspiration. We now know that that it worked. Certainly uh, in the book, the metrics of progress that you cite uh, are undeniable. Uh, The audience, for those who um, haven't gotten to the book yet, um, give us some examples of metrics of of progress brought about by Enlightenment values. The uh, foremost has to be life itself and life expectancy at birth, which for most of human history was about 30 years is now 80 years in the uh, developed world and uh, 71 years worldwide. Uh, A second measure, uh, extreme poverty, that is being able to um, uh, afford more than the bare minimum necessary to feed your family. 200 years ago, you could really say that 90% of humanity lived in extreme poverty. Even 30 years ago, it would be uh, more than a third. Uh, Now it's fallen to less than 10% and, uh, and continues to fall. Uh, literacy. Uh, I think everyone would agree that it's better to be able to read and write than, than to be illiterate. And, uh, even in most of European history, maybe 10 to 15 percent of the population was uh, literate. Today, more than 80 percent of the world's population is literate, and more than 90 percent of the population below the age of 25. Um, a piece. Uh, the, uh, even though wars still take place, particularly the uh, horrific civil war in Syria, which is the worst war in a generation, the rate of uh, death in warfare and the number of wars has uh, come way down compared to earlier decades. The, with the signing of the Colombian Peace Agreement last year, the, the last war in the Western Hemisphere came to an end. So an entire hemisphere of the world is free from war. Uh, and uh, regions that had been consumed with uh, bloody warfare for decades, like Southeast Asia and, for that matter, Western Europe, are now uh, almost entirely at peace. Uh, Safety, the United States homicide rate has fallen by more than half just since just the early 1990s, and it was even higher than that in earlier periods of history. We're less likely to be killed on the job, to be killed in a, in a, a car crash, a plane crash, a, an earthquake, a flood, a lightning strike, a tsunami, and, uh, and so on. Uh, leisure time. We have 20 hours more. Um, we, we work 20 hours less than our ancestors and um, have, a, a, on top of that, an additional um, uh, many dozens of hours a week saved by labor-saving devices compared to our grandparents. You know, Susan, I was aware of the general trends that uh, Steven Pinker uh, documents in the book, but actually seeing them uh, and hearing him um, gave me a greater sense of the, the reality, and I'm not sure why, but just seeing them on paper and listening to him express them, wow, there really have been dramatic changes in the last couple hundred years and even in, in the last few decades. Yeah, no kidding. And I went into this fairly skeptical. I mean, as a white privileged person, I was like, oh, yeah, it's easy to see. On the one hand, my life's good. A lot of people 
their life is quite good and for a lot they are not and so I thought, is this Pollyannish? Is this sort of whitewashing some of the actual woes and the tragedies in, in our current society? But it's not at all. In that he's saying, it, it's not that we're overlooking that or that, that that's not true, that we're sort of falsifying the, the facts, but that statistically and over time, there has been major progress. And I really like, I mean, he has so many metrics for, for progress, one of them being literacy. Like, I think we can all agree that, you know, reading and writing is a good thing. And I really want to point out that on this science show, we aim ourselves to raise the level of science literacy. And we hope that's doing the same for you, covering all kinds of topics from microbes in our gut to life on Mars and you know, to all, all mm. kinds of things. So we really hope that this show raises your level of, of science literacy and, and enlightenment. So um, fascinating book by Pinker, and you can have it for $88.50, and you get a ticket to his talk this Saturday night, which is worth $10 itself. That'll be at um, Unity Church Boulder. So for eighty-eight fifty, pledge now. Please call 303-449-4885. And of course, you're not limited to 88.5. <laughs> right. uh, you can go solar. Um, that's what I do. A lot of KGNU supporters do now, where you just say one time, okay, I want you to take a certain amount from uh, my checking account and put it into yours, KGNU, and do it once a month. Um, I can do $20 a month. That'll work for me, or 30 or 10 or even $5 a month, whatever works in your budget. And uh, and then you don't have to worry about it. If if there's a time when you might say, well, I was doing 20 but uh, things were a little tight. Let's drop it down to 15 a month. You can do that. Or you can say, you know, I think KGNU needs a raise. And I've been doing 20. Let's go to 25. I think we can manage that. It's under your control all the way. And it just makes it a whole lot simpler. Uh, and uh, we urge you, do consider it. Maybe you have been impulsively supporting KGNU. Maybe you have been habitually supporting KGNU. <laughs> uh, that's better than impulsively. But why not going to consciously supporting KGNU and addictively? Using we'll take it. <laughs> your intentionality to say this is a community radio station that, by its independence, by not caring what the ratings are, not having commercial considerations. Just just going by, here's the value of the program, and we're putting it out there for our audience, and it deserves your support. 303-449-4885 is the number. And, of course, you can go to kgnu.org from anywhere in the world. And, you know, um, there are some aspects of Pinker. He's been uh, said to be a Pollyanna. But he says, no, the point here is not that we have no problems. I am not saying that. That's not what these dimensions of progress tell us. He says, looking at the progress humanity has made, even though it's uneven, it is real. And there's no reason to think we cannot make things better. He's saying our history, the progress that has been made, says, yes, we can make things better than they are today. And he says, let us, in fact, look at the deficiencies in our society and let's work on them. Yeah. And in fact, um, 
one of the things I asked him, maybe we can play this in a, in a clip coming up, is, uh, but it does seem we're in kind of a dark ages now in this society. I think many might agree, particularly in the realm of, of science and this sort of attack on science. And uh, it was interesting, really, that what he pointed out is just so many nuances. It's not just that it's a, an attack from the right, for instance. So um, why don't we play this second clip? It's hard not to think that we're in a pretty dark age now in politics, in science. And you say in the book, you call it the stupidification of science and this blatant disregard at best and dismissal of science, but outright attack on science, you know, whether it's evolution and climate change. And I know your book is not prescriptive, but what can be done, do you think, to overcome this blatant suppression of science and this attack on scientists themselves by this administration, in fact? Uh, indeed, although, as I point out in the book, a lot of the attacks on science uh, paradoxically come from the uh, academic left, the, the, the postmodernists, the deconstructionists. Say, say more about that. It's not well. In a lot of um, paradoxically, in a lot of um, university humanities departments, science is blamed for slavery and colonialism and genocide. It's considered to be just another set of myths. In fact, uh, I think you said in your book that Harvard, when it did its reform, was it of general ed in two thousand six or seven, seemed to pose. You know, science is okay. Science is bad. Take it or leave it. Seemed to be kind of dismissive itself from your perspective. Uh, yeah, it did. And, uh, of course, at any given period in history, scientists uh, have been complicit in their, in their, in their societies and, and uh, governments. So it's not to say that scientists are particularly uh, pure. Quite the contrary. The whole point of science mm. is you don't, trust, you don't trust each other if you're scientists. You have, you have to prove it in uh, data. You got it. The articles have to be peer-reviewed. The studies have to be double-blind. Um, so it's by no means a deification of scientists. Mm -hmm. But there is, I think, something that, that uh, to be praised about understanding how the world works rather than being stuck in, in superstition and ignorance. And, and I argue that this should be part of the aspirational statement of a university, that understanding what makes the world tick is inherently noble and worthy. Mm -hmm. You know, you suggest in, in the book that authoritarianism, uh, authoritarian populism is an obstacle to uh, continuing progress. Um, how can this uh, authoritarian populism survive in the face of the material progress um, that, that uh, has, in fact, occurred? Um, is this the result of declining economy here? Um, the of just Trump voters have a uh, a, a problem with um, since they're almost exclusively um, white that it, it's a reflection of the loss of the extent of white privilege in American society and uh, a a rejection of this modernity uh, because of it. It it is some of that. I mean, there there is little bit of economics and that some of the regions of the country that were hardest hit by um, uh, the, the displacements of globalization and automation have pockets of Trump support. But I think you've also put your finger on the fact that a lot of uh, support for populist nationalism in the U.S. and in Europe is cultural rather than economic. It's not the poorest people who support supported Donald Trump. In fact, the, the, the lowest two 
um, fifths of the income distribution uh, favored Clinton over uh, over Trump. There is resentment at uh, um, uh, affirmative action, at um, the uh, kind of repudiation of traditional um, uh, American society or the equivalents in, in European countries. There's also a misperception that uh, that the country is spiraling out downward. Um, which, again, paradoxically, even though it feeds the right, it doesn't just come from the right, because a lot of the left has joined in the chorus of, uh, of society being um, a cesspool of racism and inequality and terrorism and crime. And um, Trump himself, in his uh, infamous inaugural speech, in, in his infamous campaign ads, in his rhetoric, emphasized that the country is... Um, uh, is, is a, uh, a mess of, of carnage and um, factories abandoned like tombstones and uh, only I can fix it. And uh, it's not so easy to find a voice on the other side saying, hey, wait a second, record, rates of crime are at record lows, uh, rates of unemployment are actually pretty low, uh, inflation is low. Uh, no one was willing to step forward and uh, oppose this narrative of gloom. And indeed, one of the strongest predictions, uh, predictors of support for Trump, according to the exit polls, was a belief that the country is heading in the wrong direction. And that's Steven Pinker. He's the author of Enlightenment Now. Susan Moran, any thoughts? Yeah, there's so many. I mean, one of the things I think it's fascinating and kind of troublesome is just he talks about this big gap between our perception most people, the perception of what's actually happening and what's actually happening. And some of it, I think some didn't come through in this clip, but we'll play more next week, is is it that we are so succumbing to the 24-7 news cycle? And by and large, you know, bad news is good news. And <laughs> we're, we're falling onto that. And not that things aren't actually happening that are reported by and large, but that that's all we take in? And what is it sort of psychologically that gets us in this lockdown mode? What is called the cesspool of you know, badness? So I, what also strikes me here on the How on Earth Science Show, here to raise all of our science uh, literacy, is we don't want you great listeners. I mean, we so appreciate all the support that we get on How on Earth and KGNU. Don't want you to suffer from this different kind of gap, namely that between the value you get from KGNU and the How on Earth Science Show on the one hand and the amount you actually put into it. So if you're suffering from this, shall we say, guilt gap, you know, versus experience, here's your chance to close that gap and raise your science literacy, raise your sense of virtue, and, and we hope enjoyment. And that is by, please, pledging to KGNU $88.50, and that gives you a copy of Pinker's book, and we want to thank Viking Publisher for uh, giving us six copies of that book. And you also get a ticket, which is worth $10, to Pinker's Talk in Boulder this Saturday night at 7 at the Unity Church of Boulder. Right, and... Um, <clears throat> If you have given to KGNU in this drive, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. It's you. You keep KGNU going on the air, KGNU prospering. 
And I also wanted to to mention that if you are a solar member and uh, every month your support keeps rolling on to KGNU, we so appreciate that. And um, you qualify if you are uh, giving at a level which is adds up to eighty eight point five per year uh, and above that. Let's say if you're a ten dollar a month uh, solar member, well, you qualify to get a copy of Stephen Pinker's book as well as a ticket uh, to go to uh, the Unity Church in Boulder to hear him on Saturday night. Um, all you need to do is call in at 303-449-4885 and, um, and say, um, I'm a solar member and I qualify. I'm, I normally have my uh, membership renewed uh, in the spring, and you'll get one of these books if that's what you'd like, or you'd qualify for another thank you gift. Uh, we certainly do appreciate the support that the KGNU community and we hope that means you, um, does provide to this community radio station. So we thought, and we're seeing the lights blink, we know that there are uh, calls coming in. We don't quite have the names yet, but we thank you. Oh, here we have one, Dan from Denver, who's renewing his membership this morning. He says he loves Amy Goodman and Democracy Now!, and he picked up a book and ticket for the contribution. Thank you so much, Dan. Indeed, thank you. And, you know, just because um, Pinker's book documents that there has been major progress, that doesn't negate the fact that it hasn't been progress for um, everyone. I mean, certainly the opportunities in, in American society for African Americans are definitely greater than they were 50 years ago. Um, there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, if you are a black man walking down the street, you're not safe. You're not safe from police violence. You can have a, a permit to carry a handgun, um, as a black man in Minneapolis did, and still be killed while you're sitting in your car, even though you have that permit and are saying, I'm carrying because I'm legally entitled— the right to life does not exist for black men in a significant way in the United States, even though there have been, there's been enormous progress in the opportunities open to black people in American society that have opened up in the last half century. These two are not contradictory, and Steven Pinker is not saying, so you don't have to worry, things are just getting better and better, and they're going to be better still. You don't have to do anything about it. And that is not a message we would support at KGNU. You know, we're coming to the uh, to the end of How on Earth for this week, Susan. Yep. So we will not play the rest today, but we have a full interview that we will play on next Tuesday's How on Earth show. And one of the things we were going to play now, but is this, that there is actually no going back to the golden age. He refers to the 60s and the 80s, that crime was so much higher. Uh, inflation, unemployment, you name it, discrimination against gays, not that these things are obliterated by any means, but were so much worse back then. And the, the phones are ringing. We hope you'll keep them ringing as uh, we uh, leave you for this week's edition of How on Earth. And through the morning, actually, you can, as long as we have a couple books left, you can pledge the $88.50 and get a copy of Stephen Pinker's Enlightenment Now, The Case for Science, Reason, Humanism, and Progress. And with that will come a ticket from the Boulder Bookstore 
to the event that uh, Pinker will be at this Saturday night at 7 o'clock at the Unity Church Boulder. He'll also be at Tattered Cover in Denver at 4 o'clock this Saturday. So be sure to check that out. That's all for this edition of How on Earth. Our executive producer is I, Susan Moran. This week's show was also produced by Susan and engineered by me, Joel Edelstein. And we want to thank the rest of the How on Earth team. That would be Joel Parker, Shelley Schlender, Beth Bennett, Alessandro Soto, and Chip Granditz. Our theme music was written and produced by Josh Cutler. Visit our website at howonearthradio.org to find past episodes, extended interviews, and you can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Questions or comments? Call the KGNU comment line at 303-447-9911. For How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show, I'm Susan Moran. And I'm Joel Edelstein. <laughs>